0: Dad core. Right,
1: so let's start. It's already on, but tell yeah,
0: me a little bit of that about was all good stuff. This. That was all good stuff.
1: I didn't even record. It. <laughs> That's Building a better days. me. Yeah, Joshua Kemble. Middle name? No middle name. What do we got?
0: My middle name? Yeah, Kane. Kane. Elvato I have a nephew named Kane. Kane the killer. Nice. Well, not me, but somebody was.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican. Oh, man. And I am not sad tonight, as I'm with El Compita, Joshua Campbell Hi. And a lot of you motherfuckers are like, who, what, huh, huh? Let me tell you, That's I'm a fine. fanboy man right now. Yes, I am fanboy. Pero why? Because Joshua Kimball provided the soundtrack to my high school years. <laughs> early high school to... Actually, no, like, late high school to early 20s. To today. Yeah. Just no joke, I still fucking listen to this shit, bro. I still listen to this shit. So Josh is... A li- Thank you. I can say is. Still. You're
0: literally earning me pennies right now.
1: Nice. Thank you. He is the lead singer of Dogwood, a South Bay local legendary band. I was just talking to somebody about you. They're like, I remember those guys. Fuck yeah. Um, Dogwood, based out of San Diego. Christian punk rock, safe to say that? Or what is it? What would you describe That's yourself?
0: Look, I think we'll, we'll get into that story throughout this episode. Um, but yeah, we, we, we all started out of the same like youth group at our, in Escondido at when we were all there and then moved all around San Diego. But yeah, well, uh, that's, that's a good, that's a good topic to talk about. You know, like I feel like what that means. Yes. Cause, Cause we didn't know there was no difference. It was just, it was, you guys all, we, we just you wanted guys. to start a band. Hmm? It was my hmm? friends who was, but yeah. So, you know what? We didn't know there was any separation at the time. So I but listen yeah. to
1: your shit on the regular Every day, all day. Thank Especially you, like it. uh good old days. That was the first fucking That's the first that was the first taste of dogwood that I ever had. And I yeah. was like, holy shit.
0: That label This is what was I like. in Chula vista. What were they called? Rescue. Rescue, Rescue records. Right. POD, a couple of That's few, right. Oh, logos. With logos uh, on there? Um I think they did some stuff, but that was they ended up on like Substant, another mm. offshoot from our our buddies. But so, so yeah, yeah dude, you being here, awesome. Known Hi. you for a while now. Here we are. I've known you for a while.
1: You're a cool dude. Got a lot of shit that you've done in your life. And that's why I was like, Oh, you know what? I was telling him glasses. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to talk to, to Josh because he has a lot of things that he's done in his life. And I've always said that there's some sort of like similarity between the brewing industry and how it kind of birthed or transcended from like the punk rock industry, the punk rock scene, at least in San Diego. For sure. Cause there's a lot Especially of people yours. involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people in this industry that derive from. Like the San Diego punk rock scene of the oh, yeah. mid-90s, late-90s. Yeah.
0: So Josh, thanks for coming in, brother. Of course. We've been trying to make this happen for a while now. So, so what's up, Ever man? Ever since you, this was a, a two-by-fours and like no Well, in the studios, beer, it's no beer. still a Brown. In the place to be, here we be, in the dungeon
1: of three punk ales, known as the studio, Emo brown studio. So yeah, dude, it's we official. have been trying to make this happen for a little bit now
0: but true
1: here we are now
0: you're you're a busy guy
1: you're I'm, a busy guy
0: yes yes Um uh, yeah and i agree as are you, you we're all busy don't, you can't don't put that on me you're 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 quite busy we're all busy
1: brother yes we are all busy yes. we're and family and men. don't, don't we're...
0: get us wrong busy doesn't mean productive <laughs> no not always yeah, so that's just that's a that's a lesson. At UPS, I'm
1: far from productive. UPS, what's
0: that? Dude,
1: that's what Brown does for you on a oh. daily. Right now, we're in the middle of what we call Amazon Prime season. So there's they just had Prime Day. Yeah, it's Prime Day. So, so, so like, for the next three days, it's just fucking bananas. I the love it how a do. season is three days oh.
0: in, in UPS life.
1: Well, at least this, like this, oh. is, I should call it. At Prime Week, rather. There you go. Yeah, so Prime Week is bananas, dude. We're in early, we're out late, we're getting we're getting annihilated. Dang. It is what it is. But hey, you guys keep Thanks, ordering Amazon. your fucking. Does Amazon
0: or- own UPS yet?
1: No, no. Amazon can't sustain <laughs> their own flow, so they subcontract <laughs> to us for sure. And we're the guys that have to get it all done. Right.
0: Fucking. Thank you for doing that.
1: Nah, you know what? We do what we can. You guys we, keep we get ordering a lot of- your pelotons <laughs> and your fucking juicers and your mattresses. Never day ordered day I just. Ordered... I'll tell you, never order electronics through UPS. Just believe me on that.
0: I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah.
1: And I, I've seen Actually, I have it. once,
0: and you're right.
1: I've seen the way <laughs> things get handled. Sure. Yeah. Fragile. So, Mr. Fragile. Hi. Mr. Joshua Campbell, Here we are. Mr. Dogwood. Mr. Tell me about Dogwood. Where did it start? Ooh, what was the inspiration? That. How did you become somebody I looked up to in my younger, pimply days? Well, I don't know about
0: that part, but I guess how we started was. <laughs> I was just the, I was, let's just, for lack of a better term, I was the, a crazy jackass in high school. We all were, to an extent. Thank you. Thank you. And, but uh, I had a couple of guys who had started uh, music. They were in photography class together and they were writing, they started writing songs. That's when, kind of punk in San Diego and, you know, we all used to go to SOMA and all that kind of stuff back in the Soma. day. SOMA.
1: The Still Dungeon around. or Moreno This or.
0: was after Dungeon. This was Moreno. Moreno? Uh, Metro. 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 Oh, huh. so how many, so much was there? Wait Three. Yeah. Dungeon. Yeah. Dungeon is Metro. Okay. Wait a minute. The one in like Bay park area. Okay. Like, so that's, that's, that's kind of our era, I guess, if you will. And, um, so they started writing music and I, and they're like, Josh is pretty crazy. We, we knew each other through cause we were all at this, like we were all at this church in Escondido called Calvary Chapel. And like, there was a bunch of punk rock musicians there. Um, different bands that started out of there that whatever, but like, like oh this guy's crazy and you know i used to write a lot of poetry and stuff because i was weird or whatever anyways artistic artistic that's a good way to put it i never thought of it saying introspective guy yeah so just kind of crammed all my poetry into their music and made punk rock happen i didn't know anything about punk rock but i used to go to the shows and stuff so i thought it was pretty cool and and uh we just ended up i don't know we just it was right the right place right time yeah did some songs. So wrote, Dogwood wrote started where North County. Um. Yes. So officially started in North County, and the record label that picked us up was in Chula Vista. Nice. Now you're now you're talking something that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Right on. Uh. They were on H H H Street. So we used to do. A, we had we had a lot of Lolitas in our day and back in the early days. You know? What do you think of their burritos? <laughs> well, if you want, well, we can we can get into the burrito discussion too. But um, when we used to go there, it was. Uh, super affordable and right uh i remember i what i remember is skinny french fries go ahead let they need a little bit more salt titillating titillating and Tittalating. uh they were they were very they were always very nice to us because we there was also a studio that we would record at down there by the Lolitas on shelagoff canyon I think. yeah okay l street l sure.
1: street sorry yeah next
0: to 7-eleven yes the og so to me at the time, at, at the time in San Diego, Lolitas burritos were a little bit too small. Nice. At that, at that time. I don't know. They're fucking smaller now, bro. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. But oh. there was one in Bonita area. Yeah. But had, know, that was Peter solid. Road. That yeah. was solid.
1: That's so the one I went to. That was, that, that was my peach pit. Yes. That so, was my <laughs> max. Pit. That was my <laughs> max. Yeah. That was
0: my spot right there. Yeah. So we would go there after some some of the shows that we would play down there. So that And that was we were always like, this Lolitas is better than this Lolitas. As you should always compare. And then so through through the band, playing it all over the county, we would we would often go to, you know, places like that around the county that were open 24 hours, <laughs> and, old, and, judge and judge them, seriously. Yep. Like, we didn't know any better. We, we were like the original Yelpers. <laughs> oh, fucking Yelp! <laughs> but, but that bro. was before you. Do mean, you Yelp? So any who... Do you Yelp? You know, honestly, I used to before I... And I would only do it for five stars. Uh-huh. Okay. Would, so you Yelp for the I positive. Cool. I would praise. Perfect. And I tried to write really funny ones. I was never like... I wasn't trying to write my own narrative for the restaurant, like "Hey guys," but it'd be like if I saw a mouse or something like that, and you know, or, <laughs> or like if I saw if something was awesome, like I want them to get more business. Um, but I'm never going to be like, "Hey, I would normally if I had a problem, I would just directly talk to the manager or the Damn. someone in charge because you I don't mean,
1: strike me as a let me speak to your manager type.
0: Not like that, not like that. More like, "Hey." I think you should, like, blah, 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 or whatever. Like, something, not, like, on the sly. Mm-hmm. Not, like, not, like, trying to raise a ruckus or whatever. Not, like, trying to get free food or anything like that. Is there anti-punk rock of you, Joshua? Is it, though? <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker, I don't know what punk PMA. is. PMA. PMA, positive mental attitude, right? I do not
1: know what punk rock is. No, it's punk different for everybody. Is, it is. It's
0: different for everybody. And that's And that, and that kind of g- goes back to the band stuff. Like, we always used to get a lot of flack for saying, like, we were punk rock. But huh. we're like, well, if you think about what we're talking about, it's kind of also a punk rock ethos Yes, saying like you go to church and still want to do this music. Like if you think about stuff that like what I was going to get to later on in the topic was like about this topic of like Christianity now versus Christianity when I was, when we were in high school, it was like, we want to follow the teachings of say like Jesus Christ himself, not what the church says, Christianity or the world says, or Uh it is nowadays with like, you know, politics and all that stuff. It's like, what do you believe? It's all fucking intertwined now sort of yeah like it's like these guys are these This the church is crazy and blah blah and the the right wing and like all this super conservative stuff it was like yeah but and then my thoughts always were even in high school I was like always thinking about this like what did Jesus have to say about that like (laughs) what did he have to say about that he didn't what did he support Would and would Jesus say yes or no to this or blah blah or like you know like if my parents or the church was saying like you shouldn't watch the Simpsons or you shouldn't like go to this concert be like well, why? I'm going to go and see what it's all about.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had friends that were hardcore Christians growing up and they weren't allowed to watch like cartoons. It's true. Or... It's like
0: but then I was like, "Why though?" Yeah. "Tell me why." "No, so because we're, you're not allowed to." Yeah, and see, that's very staunch. That's very it is.
1: and that's very wrong.
0: And I feel like that's what pushed me away
1: from religion. And that pushes a lot when of people I away. I was like, "Ugh." And my parents, you know, to their credit, they still go to church. Parents are great. You know? like, and then they take my little guys and they take them to church because I don't want to say No, you're not going to church because I want them to figure it out for themselves. You
0: do have to. People have to figure it out for themselves. And it's like um, throughout the band, we made we had a lot of good relationships, a lot of good conversations, a lot of hard conversations. Like um, we took a lot of, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Like criticism, from Uh the San Diego punk rock scene. Why? They're saying, oh, that's not you're not punk rock. That's not punk rock. You can't say those things you're saying and be punk rock. I was like, but why though? Isn't that pretty punk rock to be like going against, against against mainstream, against everything you're saying. That's to me, that's the definition of punk rock. And now, you know, now living a lifestyle of, um, still believing, you know, the teachings of Jesus, but not following like what the church, the national church of whatever says, that's still pretty punk rock. I feel like I'm just in general, an anti kind of establishment person. Um, it's hard for me to work at a place that has like, um, a ton of corporate rules or anything like yeah, that. Like, I feel you. It's hard. I, I like it. I understand like the values of doing that. Like the I respect people who can't do that. But it's hard for me. Just and I think a lot of it has to do with not growing up with a like a good dad. Uh-huh. That all goes back to like daddy issues, you know, and most you know, fifty percent of our songs or whatever, like daddy issues or whatever. Like, yeah they are. You know what I mean? And, and it's different dads. But they're like moving that. songs. But see, even like coming from this like church stuff or youth group stuff is like we're still writing about stuff that we're dealing with. Just because you go to church doesn't mean you're not dealing with like your dad being an alcoholic or your parents being divorced. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, if you get ostracized for being some, you know, a person who talks about that or like, or your mom being divorced or whatever, like I had a single mom or whatever, or I had a bad stepdad or whatever. It's like, or some of the, the family value song, that's mm-hmm. about somebody in the, someone or one of our people, people we knew being raped and they're like, that's oh, an well. intense song.
1: I remember yeah. listening to that song for the and first that's about time. that's incest and just, or raping yeah.
0: like that. And that's people like that go to church it's like these are so we're talking about real people just because you say that like, you're like christian or buddhist i had a ton of buddhist and muslim friends and you know now um you know whatever like people should just be people are people no matter what they believe in or don't what believe I, in and
1: what i learned a long time ago in that little punk rock scene because i was in we were in a band obviously mm-hmm. and then it was a very clicky crew man it like kind the, of is. the whole san diego punk rock scene in that is. era like if you're the, not straight edge yeah it's if like not, you had to abide by a certain set of rules if you were gonna be punk, and we weren't punk, we we're just some fucking Mexican kids from Chula Vista who liked a certain kind of music. But who played and punk did rock it. music. Yeah, and and we never called ourselves like a punk yeah. rock band. We just played like music that we liked, like, oh yeah, we grew up listening to like lagwagon and sure. shit like that. And we're Same. like, yeah, that's what we like to hear. That's what we want to play. And that's the
0: thing with us too, is like that's the music we liked. Lagwagon, no effects. There was no like church or Christian music that was like um there was no bands that were doing what we were doing, like a in that in, coming out of the church scene there was other bands of course because we played with all of them and like uh-huh. soma yeah like all the fat records and epitaph bands we played with all of them and of course like the locals like blank and pivot and uh-huh. unwritten law of course we know them all we got a lot of you know criticism from even those guys really or, or if we won san diego music awards they're like oh you're not supposed not them those bands but other bands that didn't win or or whoever i don't know I don't know why. I was just like, I don't know. I didn't vote for us. Very, Somebody else voted for it's us. It's a very judgy little
1: group that it was back then. I'm old now. We're old now. Sure. I don't know what it's all about now. Yeah. I'd like to think it's kind of gotten it's better. Still seen, it's still
0: happening. It's just like, I think it's more inclusive now. I would hope to say that it's more inclusive. I don't know. But I guess what I'm just saying is like, peop- no one's going to believe exactly the same thing that you believe, whether it's you're an atheist or a Buddhist or a Christian or right-wing, left-wing, liberal, whatever, politics. Like, yeah um and if you can't be friends with somebody because of that that's you got some stuff to talk about a lot you know what <laughs> i mean like you voted for this guy i voted for this guy and we can't be friends now it's like well why let's why can't we talk about that without, without
1: real, getting heated that's a real fucking issue right now, now. it's crazy like a legit you real can't issue. bring it up there's like then, i have friends that don't talk to their fat some family because yeah family both, yeah. even
0: family exactly exactly family yeah. people within like even so even if you want to you know take Say the church across California or the nation, like I heard you in one of your episodes, San Diego is a very conservative city. Yeah, yeah. and you go through California, there's other non-conservative cities, obviously. But then you go all the way across the nation, it's like, and all these people go to the kind of the same like religion or church or whatever. Nobody can agree on anything. Yeah. And anything, yeah. you are you, is your church pro gay or what, anti gay or like? It's did you hard vote to for segment. it's church, you know, like that? So like,
1: it's very difficult to put things in one yeah. box, wrap it up, and say here, here of it course. is. Because it's difficult, man. I mean, pro life, pro choice. You, it, there's just too many things that you can believe in, and you yeah. don't have to be staunch in one. It's not black or white. I have a feeling it's very gray
0: across the yeah. board. And and then you could say that you are, and then you're gonna catch flack
1: from somebody. Yeah, so. you're never gonna make anyone happy, brother.
0: I mean, come it's on. It's hard to. It, and then like, even with our music, it was like, not, you know, not punk enough for some people, not non, not churchy enough for some. It was like, well, we just want to do music because we like the yeah. music. So that drama wasn't even
1: self-inflicted. It wasn't like what you represented. You, you guys didn't get on your little soapbox and say, hey, we're Dogwood and we're punk rock. <laughs> it was like, you know what? This is what we do. This is what we play. And then everybody else kind of just started throwing baloney opinions at you. I mean, sometimes. And whatever yeah, like, stuck, stuck.
0: Because we're not like, hey, um, hey, uh, like. For like, Pivot. I'm just saying. I keep saying Pivot because we're the same exact like age and time frame and stuff like that. Like, um, we were never like, "Oh, you guys suck because you're not like us." Uh-huh. It's like, no, they're a good band. Yeah. And we play with them all the time, so we might maybe you know they might think we're a good band, whatever. Both of my favorite bands growing up, bro. Oh, boom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we still Thanks. talk to the guys from Pivot. I'm trying yeah, to get them to come talk, down right yeah.
0: I talk. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all doing our own thing now, but it's like we're not we're not trying to make fun of you because you're not because you're not. Like us, uh-huh. or whatever we're we want to play together because we're both awesome bands. So that I mean that's just one small example, but it's like, like you said, you can't please everyone. We're just trying to make good music, and then you know, eight albums later, we're oh we. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they're all. I'm not saying they're all good, but we have like over a hundred songs. It's like they
1: were pretty much all bangers. <laughs> they were pretty much all some, bangers, some of the man. Ones, they,
0: you know, there, there are there are some goodies on there. I listen to the records and be like, oh, yeah.
1: I do you can't. still sit back and listen to the stuff you wrote back then? Well, now it's
0: my kids put it on. I was going to ask you, yeah, because you have kids. Yeah, and then, like, and it's now coming up more because people, more people want to release vinyls and stuff <laughs> like that. So like, we talk about it more, and, and like, um, every once in a while I'll talk to the guys and be like, what do you think about this? But, like, also at the same time, it's like, you know, the era that we passed the torch to other bands or whatever. It's like, let the other San Diego bands have gone. Who do you think you... Single-handedly
1: pass the torch, (laughs) too?
0: I don't know know about single-handedly. I'm hoping to single-handedly pass it to my own, like, next-generation, my kids. Yeah, do they play music? They do, but it's not punk rock yet. Uh Uh-huh. With the twist. Or is it? Or it will be. It's the new version. But, no, I mean, like, when we kind of, like, you know, stopped playing as much, there was there was a new kind of style of punk you know now now it's art that sound is starting to come back i feel like it's all cyclical you know? like it all it just kind of kinda, is. yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> like some of the hardcore bands that have gone either reunion shows or like reunion tours or anniversary of a record or whatever so um we kind of did that a little bit but it like, was a fun, when you guys did that that was awesome i enjoyed the ones fun. That, i mean yeah. we have i mean i still get i, I still I think i my hamstring is still pulled from that show like over a year ago but I don't know. It's just old, I right? just like to go crazy and stage dive and stuff. So now I just go watch other bands or go to other festivals. Is that whatever. something you want to do again? Play? Yeah. I wouldn't mind like you know playing with other musicians because now I like I'll, I'll there's a whole bunch of music and stuff that I, we haven't ever done or whatever. But every every once in a while I release something. It's definitely it's not it's definitely independent. It's not as it's a little rough, but because we're not uh, we're not doing it full time anymore. You kind of have to be full time to keep your muscles like. Muscle memory going with your, if you play guitar or drums or sing, you have to kind of do it a lot to be good. Because you, you guys are all daddies You now. can't just dip into it and like say, you know.
1: Everybody has a career. Yeah. Everybody's a parent pretty much. Yeah. So it's like we're all older. Yeah. So it, you can't really dedicate full
0: time to it. Yeah. So I kind of like do, I guess, to stay artistic, I do uh-huh. it with things like cooking or teaching or stay in the industry, like, you know. You so know. that's what you do now.
1: You yeah. focus mostly on chef-in. Yep. Tell us about that. Some chef What, do you do? what I, did you transcend your front man status to? Wow.
0: So I left, at, for a spell, I left San Diego um, when so my wife could finish her schooling in LA. And I worked in a bunch of restaurants in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. And then, my, then we moved back to San Diego. And then after a couple of years in San Diego, the daughter was born. And then we moved, we moved to San Francisco. Um, and then up there, I did a bunch of bunch of stuff for um teaching and training with nonprofit organizations and working with all the chefs up there but my bent was i was always trying to do music and food pairings okay and like trying to like you know i went to all the concerts over there, i saw the bands that came through that i knew they were going up through the bay area and um i would either cook for them or like you know they would come to the restaurants i was working at and i'd feed them talk to the managers and stuff like that and say like hey let's curate some food and music pairings like i just always wanted to stay fresh kind of in the different scenes and um you know I guess relate the way, cause I wasn't a musician. Per se- I wasn't, I wasn't playing an instrument. I, I shouldn't say I wasn't a musician, but I wasn't playing an instrument since I was, I was singing. I wanted to be able to still like make and create something. Right. And I was away from all my band members. So how do you, uh, how do you stay relevant kind of in, in with your art, art and your craft? I would assume the same way you started writing poetry, you know, like, so I kept, yeah, I kept kind of always doing that. And, um, Every once in a while, I'll just go in the studio and make, like, make a song or whatever, like, you know, just for, just to stay kind of like doing it. Right. And then, you know, three years after three years, we were in San Francisco, we came back to San Diego and then, um, I started working with another nonprofit organization to do restaurant training program. So that's pretty much that turned into your new passion. It is. Yeah. So I'm a better teacher than I am a cook and like, um. I still try and do food and music pairings, beer beer and music pairings, like different things. Like, what is you know when you drink this this Colby Beef Red Ale, what is that? What kind of music could I pair with this? Like, what is it? Either how does it make you feel, or like what what was the soundtrack you were listening to when you brewed the beer or anything like that? So like those kind of factors go into it. So it's an
1: old school beer. I would go with a little Neil Young. Ooh, I would go with a, yeah, little, a like,
0: little yeah, little yeah, so old man maybe. Ooh yeah, so that's a it's a something like that so you know off the top of my head i would say like you could you could definitely do like classic rock with this because mm-hmm. it's like a it's an old school beer it's and then but you call color. it a san diego red because yeah. you did it with colby so you could do san diego you could just off the top do san diego music if you want to just strictly and then whittle it down from there like do you want to do since you're three punk girls? do you want to do san diego punk with this particular beer did they just become the dogwood beer <laughs> all of a sudden we just turned it into a dogwood beer <laughs> can't because it's already colby beer, right? <laughs> it's you and colby and everybody here so but stuff like that So like what you know. I learned a lot from the San Francisco chefs in, in particular because like at the time when we were up in San Francisco, like to be honest, there was a stat that said like for every 10 people living in San Francisco, there was a rest of food establishment. That's a fucking brewery in San Diego now. Now. Yeah, exactly. So in when we were up there. The San Francisco beer scene was not as burgeoning as it as nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. There was only there was I, I think there was twelve, and then they would do San Francisco Beer Week and like all it's these like people. steam and yeah. Well, they were always around. Yeah, yeah. And then there was some <laughs> new ones popping up, and then restaurants and such. So, but um, our restaurant was located right next to it was in Bayview, so it was right next to Speakeasy, and and there was and they were the only brewery at the around around our area of the city. So we did a lot of stuff together, and um, but. I got to work with all the chefs around the Bay area because of the program that we're in. So they wanted to hire our students and blah, blah. So we got to, we worked at Twitter for a week. We worked at Google and like, it was really eye opening for me. Like, Oh, I could like, I could just, you know, work and become a chef and like blah, blah. So, but I was teaching Sue. So I just kept doing that and I still stay in touch with my students from up there. And we talk every time I go up there to do a beer event, like they work with me and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. So you-
1: you build a lot of relationships yeah oh, so i didn't cool, do much yeah?
0: i didn't do much like dogwood stuff up there per se like a couple of people knew that knew about that and like i had some relationships up there for, through that but mostly now it's like through my my food and beer industry relationships up there so lots Look of fun stuff a new stage for you to perform on. well you know you know blah, blah blah but now the kids are we moved back and the kids are a little bit older now so like they're they're showing their friends yeah they're and, rediscovering what dad does it, it, like you said everything's cyclical so yep. like you know they if you go to the, whatever whatever music is hot right now at the mall i don't know what or whoever they're listening to at places like Justin timberlake no that's probably I know, solid, like, right? but you know like some of the bands <laughs> that we were listening to are now touring again face to face yeah like you know whoever the, some of these motherfuckers never stopped touring they never stopped or they they did other things and now they're coming back to like well, you know, we're going to redo our 20-year anniversary of this album or whatever. And a lot and of these guys the show. are acoustic now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The lead singer will do an acoustic set yeah. or whatever. And like...
1: Like Scott Russo will come around and do an acoustic set. I yeah. know the face-to-face, they did an acoustic set. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it went really well, though. <laughs> I, I heard it and I was like, oh,
0: no. Yeah. I mean, but, be, you know, like, if I'm in the kitchen prepping food, uh-huh. I have a playlist. You know, I have one that's like... Hardcore music, punk music, rap music, like different ones, depending on what what we're doing, because that will go into what you're cooking.
1: And I am completely on
0: board with that. Yeah. At
1: home, like with the kids, wifey and I make it a point of whatever we're doing, this is to have music in the background,
0: music in the background, tell my kids, music in the background. If you have, if you're cooking a kitchen without music playing is like eating food without salt.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, you know? lack of salt is good so yeah it's but not like encourage a bad diet you have here, to Josh. have some salt. <laughs> you have to have some because it'll bring out the flavors right some you don't have to over salt it you don't want to like die of sodium poisoning right is that a thing can that happen i'm sure i don't know anyone Fuck, who's actually cause i done have a
1: that, lot of I but <laughs> i eat a lot of tahini with shit <laughs> and a lot of garlic salt
0: taj- he's eating tahini right now guys He's chewing tahini. yeah um but no, like something like the similar to that. Like let's put on let's put on some music. Go pick go put on a record, go put on like some playlist, go put on my CDs, whatever, I don't care. But like if it's so quiet and it's so bored, I don't want to like necessarily hear the slice of the onion. Is that how you
1: were raised with music it's always true, playing? It
0: totally is. My so my background. Oh, that's what I did. My, remember I said my five points. I I flubbed it. It's supposed to be one of them is supposed to be a half Greek, half Mexican.
1: Oh, nice. So like a falafel and Where's well, weird shit? I went to what? Greece one. We went to what? Greece. yeah, family, no the whole way. family. We went to Greece. Why Greece? Uh, I was on a Mediterranean cruise, and we went out there, nice. and, and we were in in fucking You're so Greece. Lucky. And I I'm, I feel like a jackass because I don't remember where we were, <laughs> but it was cool because we were walking down the streets of Greece, of sure. a place in Greece. The streets and, of Greece, <laughs> <laughs> and they had like a pinchy like like a taquero style thing. It, it, it was on a skewer, like if you were just eating like off the street. Oh, euros. Euros. Yeah. euros. yeah, but it was like. It was straight up like a
0: TJ taco shop. Well, that's because. Tell me. Tacos al pastor, right? Yeah. And el trompo. And el trompo. That came from the the Middle East. As soon as I went to Greece, it's not
1: Middle East, but I was like, shit.
0: The immigrants to South Mexico, Mm -hmm. like they went right to Mexico City and Puebla, that whole area. That's why a lot of those foods have the same spices cumin, oregano.
1: Damn, are you dropping Uh, knowledge right now? Am I learning?
0: I think so. I think I there's know. a line in my brain that just developed. Well, if Go you ahead. look at different like trade routes and like you know slave trade, and, like all that kind of stuff, like those people influenced each other, right? A lot of the Mexican flavors they, uh, are similar to those other flavors across the all across the world, across the globe. It blew my mind, dude. I was You're having like, well, tacos well, al, I was having yes, falafels al pastor in Greece. You sure were
1: on a skewer on the trompo, and I was like, I, I want to say there was still like a little pineapple, a little piña on you the wish, top too. I was like, wish. is there a piña up there? It definitely was. Is this real? But it just seemed like we were down in the south
0: and just eating yep. tacos on the street. It was cool. So it's I. I was fortunate in that in my my heritage because they're yeah. like similar. Because my oregano can cross borders. My <laughs> Greek <laughs> oregano Mexican <laughs> oregano, like. So See, you're a
1: Greek and Mexican. You're the first Greek Mexican I've ever met I in my am life. Mexican. Right? Is that what it's called? A grexican? I don't know.
0: I don't. I am. <laughs> I, that's what. I, I don't know many more people who have that. I think there's one more that I've seen on like Twitter or something. But. Well, your brother well see my Your brother, family my brother and sister have a different father so you are legit unique oh, Fuck, because, vato. And the, so the problem was that my greek father i didn't know him uh-huh see he, he was we were a u.s army family and he he left before i can remember so i was a you know an infant uh-huh so i was only raised by my mexican family so that's why I'm so about hey <laughs> You're the lucky. well that's why how i that's how i know so much about the culture versus having Multiculture. And mm-hmm. I just know that one culture. And you
1: have a pretty Mexican stash, Josh. It's <laughs> For sure. It's,
0: uh, it's, like a, an it's, East, fresh. it's like an
1: East Low stash. Look at that thing. That's fresh for today. It's fresh <laughs> to
0: death. So, yeah. So, I only know that culture. So, when we move uh, back to uh, um, this area, it was just the Mexican family. My grandma's from Guanajuato. My uh-huh. grandfather is Guadalajara. And so, we just... I was raised like that <laughs> that's pretty awesome man. yeah so anyway so they're just you know they're in the kitchen all the time mm-hmm. i don't know why it is about grandparents but they're always in the kitchen and they're always trying to feed you there's always teleno- and it doesn't matter if you're not hungry on. Uh-huh. there's always trying to feed me mm-hmm. and <laughs> you need to eat a bit more right um for all you english speakers out there um, <laughs> british yeah exactly so yeah, that, and that was kind of and I didn't realize it at the time, but I was learning every day from them being. So some of the a lot of the recipes that I do now no matter what restaurant I'm in are coming from those things that I learned from them. And I know, just I mean I, it's I, to be expected. The secrets that I put into my salsas or my you know different sauces or moles so it's like those are all from grandma.
1: Dude, let me give you take a quick time out to let you know and everybody know how fucking bomb your salsas are, man. <laughs> your salsas are amazing. The green salsa that you provide like Oh. Josh okay. used to make salsas for us carrying them and cold well you even use like our beer in your side I of side right
0: yeah that was for some of the, the fundraising events for the orphanage yeah
1: we gotta do more of those events let's man. do it we have to do more That's of those a events
0: we we'll, we'll 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 get we'll we'll do some more fun stuff. I think we should do some stuff here. I don't know. That's
1: the doors are open here man. Thank you. For your culinary <laughs> for your musicianship. Do you dabble in acoustic now that you are an older retired
0: frontman? Sitting on the porch in my rocking chair. No, are I'm just you? Kidding. Do nah. you
1: consider yourself a retired frontman now?
0: Or ooh, oh, I never thought about it that way. Because I guess from that I would be. No, I would say more like transition. I don't know. Frontman on timeout. Retire. I, time I want to uh-huh. say more like indefinite hiatus yeah because because it what do we do now at the house is we basically i don't know if this is subliminal messaging from myself to the family but there's instruments all over the house huh. acoustic guitars on the walls ukuleles my son built a cajon there's a you know my daughter has a piano and there's keyboards and there's um you know just i like this song which one is this, one? this is good times oh, sean, yeah, good sean times. wrote this one um it's a slapper is it so? Sorry, this is a this is a tangent, but you know we we had a debate like was this one a good one live or not like I don't know, but I like to hear this song. It sounds really good, inspired by that band Far. This band from second, anyways, just a good song. Thanks, Sean. Good job. Um, yeah, so instruments all over the house, so it's like hey, we want to pick up and just like do jam they pick out. it up and jam out and do it or? trying to get my sons more into it. my daughter does for sure um my son's got a little mini mini strat uh uh-huh. his room with an amp i'm like dude jam out on that just play for five minutes a day i don't care so just i'm just trying to encourage them more you know because i don't want to be that dad that pushes them into something exactly like yeah. no, pues. like, yeah. like i don't so <laughs> say like i wanted to play soccer growing up and okay. i was really good at it and then my when my mom married my stepdad he was into super into baseball. And so so he puts me in baseball, so I played baseball for years through school, little league all that stuff, but I wasn't that good. I just did it every year I was like decent enough to to get you know make the team and stuff like that, but I didn't like it, so you, if you don't like it, you're not gonna be that good was oh, no no passion behind it Sin passion right? same same but different so I did I wanted to do soccer, and all my friends did soccer, and it wasn't he didn't grow up doing soccer because he wasn't he wasn't paisa right <laughs> so you feel me and Anyways, I don't want to. So I don't. If, hey, you got the strat in your room.
1: Handle if you want to play it, yeah. please
0: play it. If you don't want to play it, just give it to your brother. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to. I do want to push them, but at the same time, I know what it feels like to to get that negative push. There's a difference. There's a positive I'm trying push. Trying to find that balance. With yeah. my kids. There's a push. That's a good push. Like, hey, you should really go to college. But like, that's a different thing. But like, you're gonna do baseball because I did baseball It's yeah. a lot different. You know. Because when I was you're young, you're gonna do punk rock because I did punk rock. Like, my
1: pops would. Would force baseball on me, but I enjoyed it. Hey, I really, I, I mean. <laughs> really enjoyed playing baseball, and my dad really know, was all about. it. I
0: had some fun times,
1: <laughs> but it wasn't my thing. But then he became a coach for one of my teams, <laughs> and that just fucking ruined everything. Mm-hmm. No, Miko, eh! and he was oh. just always on me, and I was like, oh, you then know it's what? A little bit too much. And then I was like, ah, fuck, I'm gonna learn to play soccer. Okay. So I played soccer and I killed it at soccer and enjoyed it. And motherfucker, he started coaching my soccer team, and I was like, this. <laughs> <laughs> so now i'm like that i have three little boys i'm like all right you know what and it's weird because just today just this week my oldest um he's just turned he's gonna turn seven we've been playing catch and i'm like all right cool like he's slowly doing it on his own bringing it to me it. Yeah. so like now I, I tell wife he's like i gotta make sure i don't overwhelm him because i'll get excited and i'll we'll just all right now do it like this and today i was like fuck i sound like my dad because oh. i was like get get down but at least um, you recognize yeah yeah, i was like if you recognize it, it's different yeah it is it's different you're true so i mean it's hard being a dad, man. It's hard being, a. it's easy being being a dad. It's hard being a father. You know what I mean? Like, I I think I feel like any dude can be a dad just by kind of showing up and being around your kids. But uh, being a father, I feel it's like you're legitimately instilling knowledge and, and truths and and just like what it means to be a man. Yeah. Just like integrity and just like, you know, shit that I know nothing about. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's just, it's just hard. And I have three little boys and I'll tell wifey like, fuck, I have three little boys. Three little Steves. That's a lot of responsibility, you know? Like, and we always have this debate at home, and it's become even more forefront now about, like, teaching them to be bullies or, or, no, no. Mm -hmm. Would you rather them be bullied Mm -hmm. or be bullies? And I'm like, you know, I don't want them to be bullies, but I'd almost rather them be bullies than be bullied. If they can toe the line where, like, they stick up for people that are being, like, harassed, sure. fucked with or whatever. Well, that's not being a bully. Yeah, but, and then like awesome. not let
0: themselves get right, bullied. Right. I, I'm like, hun, I'm telling my wife. I, I thought you them... called me hun. I kind of got excited. I'm talking to you, Steve, Go ahead. hun. I don't... I don't want them to get their ass kicked, Mm-mm. but I, I also, I don't want them necessarily to kick ass unless they have to. Yes. If someone's beating up their friend or like harassing them at school, like I don't want, you know, we don't want that. Of course, we don't nobody, start nobody fights. We end fights is what I Ooh, tell them. Yeah. I said, we know. And you also do like, martial arts they do right? a lot more jujitsu than i do now yeah, but so it's like you don't weird. want the, you don't want them to go pick a fight no you no you want them to be able to defend themselves mm. and me i'm a shit
1: talker yeah. like i like like i bust balls and my dad's bust but everyone in my family we bust balls sure. so now i feel like fuck do i want my kids to bust balls and no, i'm like see, ah, see, i just see, want them to
0: when, so here's so i i mean i grew up in with all the gangbangers in escondido diablos and what you know the, all these different careful for these, they listen eh i know I'm <laughs> saying, I, grew, I grew up with that and it's fine like whatever like i never joined anything i never did that they were all my friends because we all lived in the same apartment complex mm. right or the same apartment area you know and i saw a lot of i saw a lot of things that i didn't want to be involved with and but all our moms are friends we grew up together we played gi joes you know we grew up together through it, my elementary school years were in north park I played at the same soccer field at Morley Field as my sons, right? That's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. But then we moved, you know, my mom got married and we moved. We lived in the bad part of town. Did you ever live in the South Bay? We lived in National City. El Vato, that? Yeah. Did you just call the national, the bad parts? We lived in, damn. No, no, no. We lived, in, my mom and I lived in National City with her friend Maria for a while in, by over by Big Ben Supermarket. I know where, exactly to where eight, that is. Close to yeah, eight, right, right off of A meter franks and all that so we were Nita there franks. we were there for a while and that's and that's while i was still going to school in north park so my mom we were commuting because we got you know what a lot of weird stories and stuff happening with my mom growing up but um everything's good now we're still we're, we're buddies we've we got a good relationship when we're growing up and oh because we're talking about our kids right so bullies and all that kind of stuff gangs grew up with that i never tried decided to join because i saw a lot of them Going away to places they didn't need to go to. Shouldn't have gone to jail. Okay, sure. Yeah. And, uh,
1: or as we called it in my family, the university.
0: Yeah. The bars, <laughs> the bars, the university, Penn State. Univer- yeah, exactly. State Penn. <laughs> so hi, Kevin. What's up, Kevin? I'm out. You don't have to whisper. <laughs> edited it out then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good times. You want to come out in? I don't care.
1: Peace and love, brother.
0: Yes. Everybody, Kevin. Okay. Um. So just so just doing that, I think is. Let's see. So I say sorry. (laughs) Rewind a little bit. Growing up with those guys, choosing not to to necessarily join, but still be friends with all them. Like I never, I never, I would get you know, I I got beat up a little bit, but um. Do do I want my kids to like have that kind of? I want them to have the freedom to not do that. But at the same time, I had the wisdom to know why they shouldn't do that—I understand totally why all these guys did it. All the guys that were joining, most of them didn't have dads, or their dads were pieces of shit. They yeah, were doing stuff to them. That's or the their sisters That's yeah. the equation, man. It's, it's all about—I mean, it's all about—it's all about both parents, you know. Regardless of what your family situation is—mom, dad, mom, mom, dad, dad—you know, whatever. Once you get a once you get a bad parent in there, something's going to happen bad to the kid, usually. I mean, something is historically speaking. So for me, it was like, or for, for me now, it's like, what can I show my kids to, you know, sometimes I let my boys fight a little bit, yeah. yeah. but I'm not going to let them like, if I see it getting out of hand, I step in. Uh, I don't want them to go. Obviously you don't, you don't want them to be a bully. You don't want them to pick fights, but you also don't want them to, to be targets. You don't want them to be targets or, uh, you know. You don't, want to see, you don't want to see them scraped up or come home with a black eye unless it's like, you know, they fall off their skateboard or something. That's what I tell wife. You know, is you, you got to yeah. let them fight. You got to, like, you know. Somewhat. My wife doesn't let get them... that really because she wasn't raised like that. But I was like, no, no. It's like there's got to be a balance. I don't want them to be too sensitive because sometimes I'm a little bit too sensitive. I don't want them to be too hard or aggressive because that's we get into toxic masculinity and that kind of stuff. But like, you got to have a balance. <laughs> you don't want to be like glasses. Glasses <laughs> is Mr. Toxic masculinity. There's gotta man. be a balance. Like you can, I, I know super manly men that will cry on a dime. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, you know, I, I know super sensitive guys. Those that are fathers. out like can be a-holes, you know, you like, know? so like, yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's, just, it's like you said earlier, it's, it's hard to be a dad. It is man. It's hard to be. It's hard to be a man it's, sometimes. It's easy to be present,
1: and for some people, is the most difficult thing. Thing that just because be how present. you're raised. Yeah.
0: How, how are you raised, right?
1: Like my dad. Like I'm lucky. Like I'm very lucky. I have my sure. mom and my dad. Yeah. And we were provided everything we needed, and everything was a you know like a very leave it to beaver type of <laughs> yeah like growing up yeah. So my dad would always say, Mijo. Well, your parents are great." They're cool people. Like I, I still hang out with them. Like I'll drink with them. I'll hang out with them. You know whatever. Every time I'm at the brewery, I see him. Yeah, hell, he's here trying to sneak a keg somewhere. Oh, he is. And
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna take this with me. It's on his back. Yeah, he fixed the sink today, and he's like,
1: "Amigo, hey, do I get a keg?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you get a keg." But he would always tell me, "He's like, mijo, he's like, you kids are like trees." And this one has always stuck with me. He's like, "Kids are trees." So when you have a tree and you want it to go straight, obviously you're gonna provide a frame for you. You're gonna put another piece of wood next to it and tie that tree to it so it goes up straight. Wow, see so a landscape? No, I'm yeah, wow. Mexican. <laughs> <So> he's like, <laughs> he just knows. We just know we know gardening and fucking those metaphors. And he's like, you know, you, my job is whether you like it or not, I have to keep you on the straight and narrow yeah. So I will yeah. always be here to help you grow up straight. He says, unfortunately in are in our family there's cousins that don't have that father figure. Yeah. And those trees grow crooked and wild. Sure. So those trees are gonna get into a lot of more trouble than you are. You're not gonna have much in your path. Sure. So now I'm like fuck okay. I have three little trees. So I gotta make sure these little trees, yeah. I'm there for them all the time, you know? Yeah. And I tell wife he's like life that's It's going to be hard. Like, it's difficult working and having the businesses and doing this shit, like the podcast, but it's cool because I get to hang out with people like you and just like (laughs) learn about them. And it's just, hey, kids. It's just hard. Like, there's a lot of time, but it's like, we got to make the effort. Like, I like. I'm going to implement what you do. I'm going to buy more instruments and I'm just going <laughs> to sprawl them around the pad. I mean, just see if it sticks. Yeah, like right now we have like footballs, baseball stuff around that. And and you know what? They cry and they bitch about wanting to play the PlayStation. And we give them time to play the PlayStation. Yeah. They can't completely take them know, away we're from finding that. that balance, too. Like it's a hard balance. Fortnite and Yeah, because he's only and, six right now. And sure. I'm like, you shouldn't be playing this. But then I'm like, Sk. I started playing Super Mario Bros. I know. then
0: you think back to when you were a kid. Like, I had
1: Duck Hunt, bro, with the gun. You all the games. Right? Yeah. And, it's like, and how long did
0: you play? Like, Endless. obviously it was different because you did not have phones and stuff but
1: it was like our babysitter at times man like the parents would be downstairs doing their thing with other parents partying whatever and then we'd be upstairs just like gaming it up yeah, all yeah. night so I now know. it's like i use it like as a reward and that's probably horrible it's yeah. like okay you did this you did this all right good daddy did i do good today so yeah can I get 10 minutes with fortnite <laughs> i'm like yeah and then i look at my was like fuck
0: <laughs> It's like we're using it's th- like shaking her head like, <laughs> yeah but you know what but you know what it's 10 minutes whatever yeah i don't know like and that my, makes them happy. Like you said, you were raised with the mom and dad. And like I said, like I said about those, my friends uh, and myself, you know, a lot of times people make bad decisions because they don't have, you know, maybe, maybe both those parents or a good solid, like all credit to my mom. She was my mom and my dad mm-hmm. for a long time. You know, um, she couldn't always control my, me and my brother and my sister all the time, the way she wanted, but she, you know, a classic story, single mom <laughs> sacrificed everything, you know, bought me, f- cleats when i needed cleats when she didn't she couldn't afford cleats or whatever just like all this stuff but she did it you know and i just i just took her out for her birthday the other day like you know like you can't repay your parents back for but what they did but it's a great feeling to but do that. you you can i don't know it's it's a weird like role reversal because like you're a baby they take care of you forever yeah then you grow up and now you know i mean my mom's not old but like i've seen it other people's parents or grandparents like they get old and then they have to get taken care of. It's like a weird circle of life. Cyclical, brother. Life is cyclical. Yeah, like now. Now they need to be, you know. Diapered we start in office. diapers. We end in diapers. Crazy. So, I don't so want to be good you know. to your parents. <laughs> yeah, we're exactly. Here. Yeah. So, so that's why I wanted, like, kind of like, every step I take or whatever to benefit the the betterness of my kids and my wife and my my family, and you know, just and it extends from there. You know, start with your family, your inner, your super inner circle. And then you go out from there. Your friends, your neighbors, your city, you know, community, whatever. You know, so I can't control what's going on in Washington DC, but move it back a little bit. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it. Back. What do I got until you can. What do I got in my community. What do I got in my restaurant? What do I got in my my friends' breweries? What do I got in my home? What do I got in my kids' schools? All this kind of stuff. So, and then who are your who are your kids hanging out with? I know that's like, gonna be that's tough. a whole nother thing too. Yeah. I told my son, I was like, "Wow, your friends are not cool. Like, if if something, you know, they're oh, we beat each other up." I was like, "Wow." If I did that in my school, we get like my teacher would slap me. You know, that was the other day, the olden days. But whatever, it's it's just crazy. But what can you do? What can we do? We just have to be. You just everyone needs to examine themselves mm-hmm. on a daily basis, whether you, it's when you wake up or when they where it's when you're going to bed. Some time of self reflection. I think you do this in jujitsu or martial arts, like centering or like yoga, whether it's in yoga or anything like that, like or or religion or work. How do you? how do you find yourself in this, in all this, right? Like, yeah. what's what's my what's my purpose, you know?
1: I always have to do that. I always have to sit down and realize, am I providing value? Am I doing something mm-hmm. that I can look back and be like, okay, dude, I did this and it matters. Sure. You know, like, UPS, I look at it, I'm like, you know what, this matters. People, like, really are relying on these things getting to them. And it sounds cheesy, but it was like, I serve a purpose here. Well, so it that's, is that, yeah. That's You're me, providing something for
0: sure. And that's me, also, like,
1: finding my center.
0: Well, also, it's a good place to work right? and like
1: classes he's, he loves jujitsu and that's his that's his release that's sure. his center
0: that's his everything and everybody you know? needs something like that too yeah. where this music doing a podcast what it, you know owning a brewery like you need to have something that you're that you feel special or important at doing you know like I said for me it's like I'm a better teacher than I am a chef mm-hmm. and I use that I utilize that I teach at different high schools and programs and collaborate with other people just so I can like either learn more or teach other people, you know, mm. I don't, I'm not, I'm not San Diego's best chef by any means. And, um, I, and I never will be, but I can work with San Diego's best chefs and teach other people along the way.
1: I'm a better student and I'm a horrible teacher, you <laughs> yeah. know? So I yeah, feel like I different. need to hang out with need more teachers so I can learn. Yeah.
0: I, I, I don't have necessarily big enough balls to open a restaurant in San Diego because it's kind of a, wow it's a crapshoot right now it's difficult man but i can go work for all i can go work for all yeah help them make menus and train all their staff along the way you're learning because i'm learning and also i know that i can teach people because what i'm teaching i'm not teaching people like necessarily how to chop an onion Mm. or whatever i'm teaching them how to be their best selves how to implement certain things i'm teaching them how to how to how to possess their best qualities and and that's that's why damn are you a life coach now did you just become a life? In a sense, I am because I'm teaching people that they are their, You know, because of the population that I were working with. Uh huh. I'm working with previously incarcerated youth, or like people from you know coming out of the different systems, or anything like that. So because of of what I know and who I know and how I was raised and all this kind of stuff, or whatever. I, that's just who I've been gifted with, um, or blessed with in my life. Working with, I want I want people to I, I want to work myself out of a job. So I just I leave one restaurant and I promote somebody into an executive chef or whatever. I wanna help people grow, you know? If I wanna see your company expand, how are you gonna to company to, how's your company gonna expand? Well, yeah, excellent product, mm-hmm. but you need excellent people to do that. So I wanna get people to, to that level. And they can't be excellent, um, necessarily if they're like if they hate themselves or if they don't know how good they are, you know? So everybody's inherently People say people are inherently evil sometimes or people are inherently good. So I just try and bring out that inherent goodness and people are like,
1: let's get, let's I get never more good. The evil.
0: Let's get more good in this area. Let's get more good in this community in San Diego and spread that, you know, were you always like this? Were you always I think so? Maybe that's yeah. why I didn't like join those, my friends gangs uh-huh. or anything like that. Like I didn't like, I never went to jail, you know, never, I never, you know, got, well, I got in trouble with the law, but not too much. There's a warrant for my arrest in Illinois. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> I never showed up for. It's just because I didn't show up for court for uh, some kind of firework fireworks. You were on some Jim
1: Morrison shit. You were probably I, naked I on know. stage. I was
0: in, uh, let's just say, shooting fireworks across the freeway in Illinois, but Damn. wasn't wasn't looked wise. It wasn't the wise. It wasn't the wisest choice I made. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I don't know. We had a we had so many good times in the band, but
1: what was the best tour you ever ran, or the best band you played with? the memorable with. moment as the digital underground you
0: played with digital underground sluggos in pensacola florida uh-huh and they went on an hour and a half late they invited us on the bus and we we're like no just get out here and play everyone wants to see you like anyways digital underground humpty dance like sluggo this random club in florida we weren't even on the same bill but they were playing after us like uh-huh. they had like a separate show like a midnight showing or something like that so so random but, did
1: any of the same I, fans stick around? From yes, the they yeah, all, they all, <laughs> that's like, rad.
0: I think they all stayed, and then Digital Underground, of course, had like you know a lot more people come to the show. But it was pretty awesome. Like we got, we saw the whole set. It was uh, the the one and only time I've seen Digital Underground, and they did all their hits. I think
1: that's all you need. If you see them one time, I feel like you get the idea of what. Digital Underground And I don't know that is. I've ever
0: seen them on another bill after that. Like since then, like I mean, I I don't necessarily go to shows maybe maybe they've probably played festivals and like rock the bells and all that kind of stuff but that was so random that we didn't even know that they were doing that and then it was sluggos and so it was a upper story upper floor show and the, the floor was kind of like buckling a little bit because oh, everyone was like you know jumping around like, like in that. selena like <laughs> yeah exactly like you know bum bum bitty bum like anyways it was it was it was a uh, that was pretty cool and then we played at a festival in illinois mc hammer played like he was also late. You know? <laughs> so rappers are notoriously late. Well, they show up on time, but their bus shows up on time, but then they just kind of come on whenever they want, you know? Really? <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was, those were fun times. Biggest uh, venue you ever played in front of the most people? Well, festivals are huge. Like uh, across the country, there's some big festivals we played, but like on our own, I don't know. Honestly, and it was in, in San Diego. We played a, a, at uh, the Murph. Okay. In the parking lot, there was a like a skate skate and car sh- skate festival and car show um, put on by the label the Vista label Rescue, and they had like all these graffiti artists come out and the car show, um, and like all like think there was like t- ten or twelve bands playing and like it was free, and it was just the f- almost like it was like kind of like when Warp tour was just starting, so it was yeah. kind of like in that realm of of crowd, but it was you know there was a good. 17,000 people or so. Holy or shit, like, that's like a lot. Re- you might have been there, I don't know. That might have been nerve-wracking. Might have been everybody. Yeah, I mean, it gets to a certain point where you can't you can't see everybody in the crowd, so you just kind of like do your thing. It's a blanket. So sometimes I like to say I like the basement shows. I like the, kind of like the Casbah brick-by-brick brick size. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I like those big things. That's awesome to see like a big wave of people jumping around, but like, I want to jump out and land on people and like, you know. I do- want
1: to say I saw you guys play side-stage SOMA for like one of the first shows that Bouncing Souls did Those in San Diego, fun.
0: yeah, we did that. We did.
1: It was like you guys. It was Bouncing Souls, and it was either Millen Colin mm-hmm. or we played with them a couple times. Yeah, and that was like the first time I had ever seen Bouncing Souls. I love. We them. went there. We went there to watch you guys. we I were love like, them. we went to go see da- Dogwood. Yeah, we gotta go see Dogwood, <laughs> and then we're like, well, who else is playing? They're like Bouncing Souls. They're from Jersey. Whatever, but we went, and then I think it was Mill and Colin then. I think it, that was the lineup, and it was Mill and Colin's first summer out here. It was before they did um, warp Tour out. The first time we played with
0: them was the 10-foot pole. Okay. Then. That within, but then, yeah, I know the show you're talking about. Yeah. Because we played it in Less Than Jake. And that was, was a great fucking show. I loved our summer shows. You know?
1: The side stage, it wasn't overly packed. It was just like just right. And um, I was wearing a backpack, and I think Mill and Colin was shooting their high – if I ate video Ooh, well, check it out. and i'm in there i go I on have stage that on VHS. me too yeah. i just don't have a vhs player Aye. and i'm on stage with a backpack on there i'm like oh that's
0: me I was vhs that is chest. a video tape that goes what is VHS your, it goes for? into a video cassette recorder a vcr kids video high it's like a tape it's like a giant seduction. tape <laughs>
1: And then we saw this singer from Bouncing Souls walking out of Soma. He's like,
0: hey, where can I get a burger? I
1: don't know if that's the accent. And he's like, Carl's Jr. is right Are there." Like
0: that like an Irish accent? I don't even know. He's like, hey, where can I get a fucking burger? <laughs> hey, hey. Spinal tap.
1: So we took him to uh,
0: Carl's Jr. Right there, yeah, yeah, the Carl's Jr. Nice. right next to 7-Eleven. And that man. was it.
1: It was weird. We shook hands. I love it. And that was it. Good memories. Dogwood, Millen, Bouncing Souls. Good to memories. Date, still probably one of the better shows I've ever been to. What about to What about 3P Scandal? What about we were lame, bro. We did a lot of shows here. Well, there was some cool side stage shows that we did too. But I always wanted to play with Dog. Would never happen. <laughs> we, we weren't punk enough, I guess. Oh, damn! You were, you were too punk for us. <laughs> we, were, what, we were. We just you were, weren't
0: too you punk. Were three punk for us. Jeez. Oh, jeez. And from there came. Oh, this. I like this song too, man. This is this is the Danny Montoya era of Dogwood. The the later years. That was a good year. That was a, Chivato. He was in Logos. He was in Logos. He was the guitars he, he was the guitar yeah they were they were because they were weird dynamic Chicano I mean. core they were it was two, bro- two brothers and two brothers. brothers yeah yeah the riveras and the, the riveras
1: Montellas. alex and what was the other guy's name well no okay so sammy
0: and- sammy Rivera, yes yeah. yes yeah so they the, the riveras and the montoyas the, the, they were a band and they were they were good they were really good really good yeah so, so andrew danny's brother played in dogwood a lot with when we went on a tour so super good musician. still still playing still has a studio and stuff like that so like but danny 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 writes like really artsy dark kind of chord music like Um, very groovy like augmented yeah because his dad's an insane musician too so like i don't know they're just the album is down if you're an original fan you might not like this album like this version this era of dogwood but like when, when i listen to this record i'm like i like this record you know like russ was drumming and like um Danny was playing I feel like as so long as you
1: and Russ yeah. <laughs> are in the band everything else kind of falls in well place. Russ is on all
0: the on all the 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 records except for one the independent release but like um like this this record is, it definitely had a different sound but like I like I like the way Danny wrote this though because Sean who left the band as a guitar player he still produced the record so like oh he did yeah I didn't know that I have a big fish and Encinitas were, um it was it was uh Blink did a bunch of records there and the guy, the guy who owned it was Kiss's producer and stuff like that. So like, has got all these random stuff. In this Do studio. you miss playing? Of course, absolutely. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a total rush, and it's a. I'm a big adrenaline junkie. Uh-huh. Did a lot of, did a lot of like. Slow. St- oh my bad. <laughs> I was gonna say snowboarding, but you know, um, you know, got some broken bones from being an adrenaline junkie and all that kind of stuff. But like, I played on stage at SOMA. We keep talking about Soma. Hey Len. Um, keep talking. And myself. Jeremy, yay! Len Jeremy, oh yeah, the old old one, yeah. Um, but I played on there with when I like maybe three days out of out of the hospital with a broken like a big old RoboCop arm in a sling, like broke my elbow at Snow Summit. Like I shouldn't have played this the set basically, but on all these like painkiller drugs and did the show. People were throwing cans, you know, water balls at me. And, um, that was a crazy. That was that show was with. I want to say Aquabats uh-huh. and uh, MXPX. I was and there, bro. I, think I was at, totally. I, was I think totally it that might one. have been where I t- talked to you for a little bit. I was night. totally at that. I had show. like a thing on my arm. And who was the main big headliner that night? It was less than Jake. Maybe. One of those big ska choir bands at the might time. Been, I
1: had never stuck around for those. Like legit, man, I would go to watch your band. And then maybe who else was there? Was like, then it was usually like a. Eh, listen, Jake, I don't want to watch these guys. And we were fun. The show we fun. would dip, eh, was fun, but it wasn't for me.
0: I want to say though, look, don't back, push your music I should on not me, bro. Have done the show because <laughs> I, I could have like gotten really hurt. But did you? <laughs> That's the conservative me saying that. But 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 crazy Josh, yeah, heck yeah, man. Uh, so bring yeah. it back. Let's let's get crazy. I so now I live vicariously through other bands. Yeah, and you know I talk about it and you know record stuff with other bands or whatever. But like, I always just talk about, hey, I'll help you. I'll help you do your record, man, or like whatever. But, like you know, a consultant or kind of, or just maybe I'll you know or place, helping secret.
1: people bring out the better part of them. Exactly,
0: themselves. I build a better them.
1: <laughs> One of my favorite songs, brother. Yeah, that's a great fucking song. Building. Sean has me. most of the credit
0: for that. He wrote the. He wrote a lot of the lyrics and and music and like that's just a that is a good good song all around. Like, if you're not a Dogwood fan and I that's okay, but you should listen to a couple of the, of our songs. You might like them. You know, I'm gonna have to put some links up. So throw some on there. I don't because I don't I don't, know. I don't know if people that listen to us on Emo Brown. Nah, no, yeah, what cause Dogwood we're older. Is. We're, yeah. we're like from an era. It was like a decade era.
1: I want to say era bygone. It Uh. started strong. Oh, it started, eh, got strong in the middle, and then just fizzled out.
0: Like our scene. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, like. Anyways, just yeah. I would say give it, give us, throw them a a couple good, couple good slappers because, like I said, not all of them are for everybody. We got some hard, really hardcore stuff, and dude, the More Than Conquerors album is a fucking shit though. I mean, hey, that one right there, that that. I used to get
1: all of your guys' album albums. in particular. If uh-huh. we had
0: stuck, <laughs> here's the thing with us, it, and if here's a, 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 Did you just break the mic? I think so. The music <laughs> nerdery right here is it, a lot of bands when they record and they're on a label or whatever they'll stick with the same producer and studio for every time. Like a lot, like say like Rise Against, they go to Blasting Room and work with Bill Stevenson or whatever. Ryan
1: Green, No Effects.
0: Brian Green, we did a record. <laughs> Our Matt Aragon record was Ryan Green. Ryan Green, yeah, and then he he mixed and mastered this record. So he did kind of two with us or whatever. So, but our the more than conquerors that was Nick Raskulenix at Sound City in L.A. Fancy. and that's like a fancy, that crazy, was fancy. and we yeah. were his first time. He was we were his first record he produced because he is he was an engineer before that and like a runner. So he was, and now if you look at his career, he's doing he is Dave Grohl's best friend. He's like producing all the Foo Fighters stuff. So he's he's gone on. He's grown exponentially. And I, and it's not because of us, but but it was cool that we were on his you were, roster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But what I was gonna say was, most bands would have stuck with him and at the studio. So for some reason, I don't know if it was label or whatever, but we were going to all these different places. Maybe because they were trying to find us the right punk rock niche or whatever. Because after that, we went to well, we did Billy and May, We did um, a golden track in San Diego, uh-huh. the vocal, the music, and then we did the vocals in Blasting Room in Colorado where descendants own it and oh i didn't know that yeah it's bill stevenson and stefan um from descendants and all they they do that studio and their stuff is like insane top notch they very punk rock rise against everything more more. than
1: conquerors just had that sound yeah
0: it's a huge sound i feel like it just embodied
1: everything that you guys were it's
0: that big rock and roll studio in la that that that, there's that documentary sound city Uh uh-huh um that that dig rolled did, and uh check that out but then we went, you that know, must we be went, pretty cool to watch documentaries like that and be like oh look I was I w- there I know that room I did this. I ate bagels in that room yeah. or whatever like so yeah so I hear you but we yeah we definitely had a cool a good career just that if you look at the studios and producers we worked with you know it was pretty cool um, I think you
1: and I are gonna write a song together hi yeah let's do it tonight tonight it's on just, I, I see
0: the I see the music right there I see the Les Paul. Get that We're the, ready. The Ibanez base. We're ready to rock right here, man. I know. We got inspiration, minor tomorrow. threat. I don't know. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> we will. One day we'll
1: sit down, in we'll this write studio. a song, and then we will produce it. We'll get a drummer. We'll do it all. Wow. And that'll be it.
0: Okay. That's it. At, at least the, right now, tonight, this is a two-piece scandal.
1: That's all you need. I mean, <laughs> scandal piece started piece. with less. Two-piece <laughs> two suit. Champion. What else? Thank um, you for coming in, brother. Of course. Like, I want to keep having you in.
0: Well, I could at least... Maybe if I'm not the sole focus, but I could, like, at least add some conversation because, you know...
1: Because what I've learned from you, Josh, is you don't make the things we use. You make the things we use better. Oh. Damn. damn. Is that Josh in a nutshell? Wow. Is that Josh in a
0: nutshell? Did I just figure that I out for you? I think so. That's, that's part of my ethos. Ethos, if you will. Like I said, I still feel a little bit punk rock in the sense that, like, people say it's like this. And I'm like, well... Why can't it be like this? Is it? Yeah. Can it... Can it be better? Can it be, does it have to be like that? Like, you know, can you do this? I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like what someone say, argumentative, you know, uh, things that I, I don't know. I I don't really want to get into that this time. Maybe maybe at a, a later date, but I just, I maybe in a sense, now that I look back at my whole life, I've always been a little bit punk rock in that sense of one of my hashtags that I use sometimes is punk chef. Look at you! Mr. Yeah, do you hashtagger. have to do it this way? Like, does it have to be? Does it have to be? This I feel slumping? like there's a lot of
1: unwritten rules in some of these industries. That unwritten you kinda, laws. Oh, sorry. And people just have to like abide by them. And if you don't abide by them, I feel like people look down on you. Yeah. Like for us here at the brewery. And then, and that was kind of like the idea behind three punk ales. It's like not necessarily like, yeah, fuck you, mohawks and shit.
0: And like, I never had a mohawk, you know, neither did I. So, or maybe I did, I don't remember. I had blue hair for a little bit, but I never had like a big spec. Oh, no, no, I never had a leather jacket. I was like, no, neither me. I was more punk in the sense of like, I
1: like surf and skate videos. And me i was more punk because i was a mexican kid that always like enjoyed this music and it turns out i wasn't alone with this there was a bunch of us that enjoyed this music oh man
0: some of our best shows are in mexico dude
1: i was a uh, fucking listening to norteño music mm-hmm. and punk music mm-hmm. and like reggae music and that's a mm-hmm. sh- and rap I grew up on all that shit, and that's what yeah, I like. There's some mm. really good
0: punk bands in Mexico. There's a lot of good punk bands in Mexico. Actually, there's some really good metal bands in Mexico.
1: There's a lot of death metal bands in Mexico. They're so good. Rodrigo and Gabriela, they moved to Dublin. I love from them. Me- Yeah, they're coming into town next they week. They play Metallica better than Oof, anyone else. They play Metallica better than Metallica. That's what I'm saying. Jesus Christ. They play that song. <laughs> go see One. them. They they're, play uh, Humphreys all the time. Humphreys, yeah. Uh, in August. Yep. Are we going to go on a date and watch oh. Rodrigo and Gabriela? <laughs> wifey wifey wants, wants to go to, uh, wifey really wants to really anybody go
0: see them they're, they're life-changing
1: seeing and, and those kinds of bands are awesome because we went to dublin and when we were in dublin apparently there is a whole community of mexicans that are living there
0: no way
1: bro yeah why i have no idea no, I mean, like how do they i have what? i have no idea i'd I'm like not to against find it, out but that's and awesome. i told wifey as soon as we, i got back from that trip i was like i'd love to like, as soon as like we save enough money and our boys are old and they're independent and doing their thing i would love to go live in dublin I think it would be fucking awesome. People down there are so friendly, humble, hardworking. They eat like champions. They drink like legends. And it's like,
0: <laughs> shit. Better farming. Yeah. Dude. It's a very. So, But but wait. Mexicans in Dublin.
1: Well, that's where Rodrigo and Gabriela went. Like, they were from Mexico City and their yeah. little death metal band. They dipped. They went out there and they just started playing on street corners. And they just kind of started cultivating their sound. Bigger, better, bolder. And then they just became who they are.
0: Is there a big like? Is there a Mexican neighborhood? In mid- yeah,
1: there's okay. a couple of neighborhoods out okay, there, and wow. like that, like burrito stops and more. Didn't, no way! I, I didn't have any. Shut I was a little scared. Me and Maybe my friends like were like, <laughs> "Yeah, no, this is fucking good." I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna pass on that burrito." Wow. So they had like Mexican restaurants there. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Cool city, man! If okay. you ever get a chance, Dublin, Dublin, brother, <laughs> Dublin, and of course they have the Jameson Distillery, and you have well, Guinness yeah. there. No,
0: right? no, I, I, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm more intrigued of
1: their culture is phenomenal. how. Mexicans
0: arrived. Yeah. Would they, and then would they still be considered Chicano? Like They have to you be. You know what I'm saying? Well, the, I don't think
1: they are Chicano. Okay. No. Because that's just a Southern California thing,
0: I thought. Oh, see, now we now we get into the semantics. Of, the semantics of, of how, Chicano, yeah. Hispanic, Mexican-American, Latino. Kind of exactly. The La, only one I don't Latinx. jive with
1: is Hispanic. Like, that's, I don't know what the fuck a Hispanic I is. I know
0: some people who are totally against that because... Because I don't know what it is. Well, because because of hispania no because of the conquista de yeah and they say i don't want any anything to do with europe but unfortunately
1: yeah. whether you want to do any have anything to do with it or and not this, it's look at a this, part of you
0: the inside of my arms
1: are super white who you telling my family oh yeah who are you fucking telling See, my
0: family's from guadalajara and that my
1: nickname was mayonesa growing up <laughs> let your face all right i, I caught a lot I, of shit growing up same
0: yeah look, why do you talk shit so much it's I'm like because
1: like, everybody talked shit to me when i was younger yeah, yeah like i have
0: an uncle with green eyes and, huh? you know i have uh, an aunt who looks black like That's, that's how it, if you go down into Guadalajara or Mexico, like. Dude, I don't think people. They don't look like. Our people, our people that listen to
1: us and hang out with us, we realize that Mexicans come in different fucking shades. Sure. From super dark to super white. I love all of you. You know, and all of you are my people. Yes. But yeah, and I I just think people are like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, there's some dark. My dad's
0: a dark ass Mexican. So, so (laughs) bottom line, bottom point of this podcast or whatever, of any of the emo brand, why do we fight about semantics? What is. Because we like to argue. But yeah, but chicano versus, or you're not mexican enough or you're not you know that's not how you make a taco or like you know this is not a mexican lager or anything like that like who cares is the food good is the beer good mm. is your product good are you speaking the you know language of your i don't know like there's so many like damn you're going down a rabbit hole in on that one bro. i know you don't you don't want to open that i know lid. not i i don't but, but i'm it's saying a, but you're speaking truth judged a lot i get judged a lot on yeah. um, different we things get judged a lot we.
1: And not necessarily just
0: you and me, just like no, in no, general, like no. we
1: get judged a lot. And then
0: it goes, and like I said earlier, it branches out from our community, through our neighborhood, through our city, all the way to the other coast and, you know, people in charge or whatever. That's a whole nother thing too. But like, why the, and what is, what is this one word mean or what? I don't know. You know, what well, is immigration? What is politics? What is religion? Like, I hate to like bring it back to like a Selena movie because it seems a little fucking no, that's, trivial. That's the of everything, right?
1: Yeah, right. It's the, the, the epicenter. Anything for, science. but like, like the dad in that movie said, it's like, we're not Mexican enough for the Mexicans, yeah, and we're too Mexicans for the white people. And I, I legit feel like that's that. What I said was a band. yeah, like, and like for me, I
0: feel like growing up, that's what it was. It wasn't this enough for this people. It wasn't this enough for this people. And you could say that. Take that from everything. Your culture. You're, you're, you're only. I'm only half Mexican, so I'm not Mexican enough, hmm. you know, or I'm not American enough for some people. Or I'm not American enough for some people because I don't believe in all the same things or whatever, those kind of This is America now. I'm all goosebumpy because (laughs) getting all like I'm getting all like uh, emotional or whatever. It's like I I'm not good enough for this family member or this friend or this person because I don't Believe it, exactly the same things. Well, that's but we not- never should. It's not healthy to all of us. It's not healthy to associate. Well,
1: that's not freedom. Yeah. And it's not healthy to even like associate. Like if all of your friends have the same views and the same outlook sure. and the same everything, you're not growing. You're just kind of like surrounding yourself with like minded people.
0: I'd like and to. And there's th- no growth.
1: No. And I don't want to surround myself with people who are the complete opposite of me. And I
0: have people that I surround myself with that are like. Well, like, not the like same. we said about all the stuff, there, is, there needs to be a balance and a, mi- a good mix. Even on if you're mixing your podcast board, if you're mixing your whatever, there has to be a good balance and a good mix. Otherwise, it's overly this or un- too, not enough of this. Yeah. Like, a bland dish. If everyone is exactly the same as you, if all your Mexican family looks exactly the same or you don't think this person looks like enough part of your family or religion or f- or sports or whatever, it's like um, everyone's going to be the same and then we're just all robots.
1: And I keep hearing you are the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. Sure. And I'm like, fuck that. Then I got to find new people to hang out with. You know, yeah. like Josh. I think we're gonna hang out now.
0: <laughs> I think we don't want to like. I mean, I don't know. It. It's a whole. These are like multiple, bigger conversations. Obviously, they're happening right now in the world. Obviously, to to other people more, you know, involved than we are in different things. But it's it happens. And and but if you want to bring it back to Chula Vista or San Diego's, like. Well, um, can we can people collaborate more, or do we have to have so much divisiveness in our in our industries? I feel like that you know, like the divisiveness is what drives people. Though
1: I feel like the negativity some, is well, what yeah, yeah, they, it's they, a, they like, like kind of what push it or, it's like pushes people to get it.
0: It's publicity yeah. in some ways, but like at the same time, you know, when when we moved back from San Francisco, San Diego was thriving with collaborativeness, collaborations, and it still is. I mean, don't get me wrong, but like you know, you don't you never want to like you know, you never want to. I personally don't ever want to talk bad about somebody else's thing because they're doing something. And, um, why wouldn't we want to support that and make it thrive? I see businesses close all the time in in multiple industries, beer, restaurant, um, clothing, whatever, everything. Yeah. Uh, For one, me personally, I don't have enough money to support all my friends. Like, but you know, how, how, how can we support each other to, to help as much as possible? It's hard to with two hundred breweries, and you know all my friends own restaurants. It's hard, but how how can we do it more? Like, what can we do? I don't know. Dot dot dot. And that is a perfect way to end <laughs> this because that's who you are.
1: You look at people and how you can help them. There's people that look at people and how can I benefit from this? And then there's people, rare, where it's like, how can I help this guy?
0: I mean, oh no, you know? yeah, exactly.
1: These but... are the people I need to surround myself with.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Let's 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 get more. Let's get more awesomeness. You're coming
1: back, Josh. We're going to have to keep talking. And, I, dude, we're going to have to create our own fucking podcast. Watch. Damn. <gasps> not Mexican enough.
0: <laughs>
1: saddest moment of the week before we wrap it up. Oh, yeah. What do you got?
0: Um. Well, let's see. Today's saddest moment of the week. Let's go back. Da, 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 da. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to put my mom on blast for a minute here because I, I don't sleep super well. Mm-hmm and i was sleeping so heavily i was sleeping so well this one day i don't know which day it was but a couple maybe she called me super early in the morning to say hey um amy hey, Hole. um somebody left a somebody left a brand new fishing pole by the, by the trash can i think you should come by the, come by and get it and i so, so the phone rings super loud ringer and i thought there was an emergency i'm like oh, what's going on? what what happened hey hey mom what's up Oh, nothing. Just driving to work. I just thought you should come by, come by and get this, come come pick up this thing, and um, and I felt, I felt, I felt bad. Not, I mean, I don't know about sad, but well, we can say sad, whatever. I felt bad for feeling mad at her, my mom, my own mom, for waking me up out of the slumber. I don't get to sleep very well. I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, I'm such a dick. I'm so selfish. Like, my mom's just calling to like be my mom. I'm like. Check in on me or whatever, because I don't live with her, right? So Mm -hmm. she wants to like reach out, and I'm like, so what's wrong with me? You know, like my mom's just trying to like say hi, but I'm like, so I had to like do some self reflection and see what's see what's really going on with myself. But I'm like, well, honestly, I was pretty upset because I was totally sleeping and I never get to sleep for one thing. I mean, you can you might be able to relate to that. I need I need my sleep. So, bottom line, I answered the question. Last one of the week was I was upset with myself for being upset with my mother. For waking me up out of my slumber. Look at you. Like sleeping beauty.
1: That's too sad. I can't even top that. I'm gonna
0: leave that know. as a sort of I don't know if it's sad like, or if it's just like, whoa Your what's poor wrong mother. With me? She was yeah. just trying to like she doesn't she has no idea. She no. Might, she's not gonna hear this, but um and if you do, mom, hey, call me anytime. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just not when I'm she's sleeping. Tra- exactly. <laughs> Why did you call me so early to tell me about to come? Hey, mijo, just come pick up this blah, blah, blah. Oh, man, if
1: that's she, she, your saddest moment of the week, I've got a lot of saddest moments. I don't moments know. There. There, I've got I mean, a sure lot of saddest moments. I just,
0: there's some, I don't know. Right, because right now is a pretty good moment. I don't know. There's like, what can top what can top some Colby beef? It's
1: awesome. Thank you for coming in, brother. Well, do you have a saddest moment or? I do. They're all sad for me, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they're all fucking sad. <laughs> your moment that you brought up right now, it's like I get caught up in the dumb shit that I have to do on a daily basis well, there's so much, that I feel like I so do that... neglect and ignore. You know, like certain loved ones or emotions that I need to be tapping more into. You know, my
0: grandpa, Louis, used to say, Louis Sandoval, Chimales. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it? That, was, that He would say it all the time. he called me Chico. Yeah. And, I, and he'd always say, Chimales contigo. <laughs>
1: I don't know why, but. Like, I need scene. to work on that. I know. I need to work on, like, just not getting so wrapped up in my dumb shit that I need to handle. And it's not dumb shit. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's. It's business. It's day to day. It's things that I need. You have a lot of things to do. I have a lot of things to do, but then I feel like I get too wrapped up in them. But you're
0: doing it for your boys.
1: Yeah, for everyone. Like my whole squad. Yeah. You know, like my whole family. And I, I just feel like if I get too wrapped up into it, that I, like, I'm I'm too much of an asshole, or I'm too (laughs) like, too distant, or completely uninvolved. You just knock the fucking head off Tony Montana. I fixed it. Tony Montana's head just fell off? off to my little friend. So yeah, I mean, maybe if that's something you can teach saying. me, maybe I can well, learn from you.
0: I don't know. I don't get me wrong. I'm no angel, uh, but I used to know a stripper named No Angel. That was the name. Yeah. The total name. Yeah. Wow. Her. Her. That's, uh, that's a decent
1: name. <laughs> what was her name? Well, I know her name. I don't want to put her on blast. But I, hey. her AOL. Hello, Stacy. A- AOL <laughs> Instant Messenger. You were in that era, so you know exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah when yeah, when yeah. the AOL discs yeah, yeah. came in like a CD and you'd put it in your fucking computer. CD, and t- it was like 700 hours of AOL. And then you'd have to like run and yep. rummage and get more discs and download it. Into this it, yeah. episode is available on America Online. <laughs> America Online. <laughs> yeah. And her screen name was No Angel.
0: Oh, Jimmy Christmas. And she was a stripper. Crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. Life is weird. I just don't think, yeah, I just think that we all need to examine ourselves and get better at what, not just what we're doing, but be better people. Yeah. Building a better me. Oh, geez. Did
1: bring I just it bring, back. Did I just bring it back to one of the best Dogwood songs ever written? Yes, I did. I'm going to go listen
0: to that saying. Yeah. Josh. Yes. Fuck yes, brother. Hi. Secret handshake. <laughs>